Wednesday. Today is February the 28th, and you're listening to My Farm, where the world of weeds, especially with herbicide-resistant weeds, has become more and more difficult to manage. There's a new bio-based herbicide, though, that may be coming to the market. We're going to talk with scientist Grant Prue from Arable Labs about the development of this new technology and what it could mean both to soybean farmers and crop producers around the world. We'll have the details after this message from our sponsor. Sponsored by Seed Consultants, simply the best value in the seed industry. Learn more at seedconsultants.com. I'm visiting today with Grant Prue, and he is a scientist with Arable Research Lab. Grant, thanks so much for taking time to join us. We want to talk about something really exciting that's going on through Arable right now, and that is a new bio-based broad-spectrum herbicide. I guess take us back to the beginning. Where did the concept uh, come from to start looking into this? Well, as you know, weed control is a really uh, important aspect of of agriculture and landscaping, uh, and of course, herbicides and and uh, are the primary agents involved in in weed management. And arable, we believed that we could develop a bio-based broad spectrum herbicide for uh, for farmers and for homeowners that was naturally derived uh, based on uh, renewable components. Um, and we thought this would be a, a fantastic entry into uh, into that market. Doing something that is obviously environmentally friendly, but not weed friendly, that seems like that could be a fine line to walk. And yet you guys have been able to accomplish that with something that, that is truly biodegradable and it's soy-based. Yes, well, as you know, soy is a tremendously versatile seed and we have, Arable has a lot of experience taking the soy derivatives and uh, using it in a number of different areas. And we know how to use uh, soy-based derivatives as as adjuvants and emulsifiers. And turns out that uh, we can also find ways to make it a, a great herbicide. So a general defoliant, something broad spectrum. So if it if it touches it, it's probably going to defoliate it and kill it. Not something that you would use necessarily in crops, but to clean up the ground before. Um, but something that probably has some real nice fits. What are some of the different markets you'd be targeting with it? Well, some of the markets that we'd be targeting would include uh, when farmers are trying to burn down their fields uh, just before planting, having a market where one could take and apply this material to the field. And then within a matter of a week or two, the material biodegrades and uh, the, the farmers have a clean field to, to work on. We're also looking at uh, seeing if we can get this approved for the organic market. Of course, those are very strict standards that uh, that are involved. So we'd love to have approval for getting into the uh, getting it OMRI approved and getting it to uh, farmers who are targeting the organic market. Good deal. Again, my guest today is Grant Prue, talking about an exciting development, a new bio-based broad-spectrum herbicide. Again, Arable Labs, that is a soybean checkoff-funded uh, organization here in the state, helping take your checkoff dollars and put them to work for the farmers. Grant, thanks so much for your time today, and keep up the great work. Thank you for having me. Stay tuned. We'll be back with more after this message from our sponsor. Williamson Crop Insurance, home of Decision Max. Decision Max allows you a simple solution to analyze your operation and make Make informed marketing and crop insurance decisions to mitigate your risks. Manage your whole operation in one place with the ability to blend counties, marketing, and insurance coverage to give a complete overview of your operation. Williamson Crop Insurance, protecting the eastern Corn Belt since 1980. Learn more at crop.com. 
coverage.com. Thanks, Joe. We're going to change directions now. Recently, the Ag Secretary explained how a circular ag economy could provide not only financial, but social benefits to rural America as well. USDA's Rod Bain tells us more. The theme of the 100th USDA Agricultural Outlook Forum was cultivating the future. That theme has also been a focal point of Agriculture Secretary Tom Vilsack's concept of a cyclical economic model for agriculture, best illustrated in what is known as his whiteboard presentation. However, beyond the economic potential, the secretary notes the significance of how this could improve the social connections in rural America. It's not just about small and mid-sized producers, as important as they are. It's not just about maintaining populations in small communities, as important as that is for rural education, for small businesses, for quality health care in rural places. It's about making sure that we have sufficient numbers of people living in those communities that understand and appreciate and live every single day community. He acknowledges that in several parts of our country, there is perhaps a lost sense of community. Yet in rural America, community remains an integral part of the social fabric. He offered an example during his Ag Outlook Forum speech to illustrate community strengthened through a value-added economic approach. I was in Colorado recently, was talking to a farmer, and he told me that in the 1980s, his family, it's a livestock operation, had to give up the capacity to actually produce livestock, their cattle operation, because of the difficulties we experienced. Family land, however, was retained through enrollment in USDA's Conservation Reserve Program. When the young farmer came of age, he decided to revive the family cattle operation. But he was smart enough to realize that he couldn't do it the way it had always been done. He knew that he had to create a more direct connection between his cattle and his customers. Income was generated via a local and regional food system. The sense of community kicked in when the small, local meat processor that served the Colorado farmer was set to close down. But because of a USDA program, this farmer said, hey, I'll take a leap. I'll buy that processing facility. I'll invest in it. I'll expand it. Why? Not just for my operation, but I know my neighbors depend on it. And I now can have an opportunity to profit not just from production, but also processing. And so can my neighbors can get a better price, a higher price, a better deal, because we're neighbors, because that's what we do. The result of this farmer's efforts. That small and mid-sized producer understood the value of value added, understood the necessity of figuring out ways in which his operation, as small and mid-sized as it was, could stay in business. He figured out multiple streams of revenue, but he did it in a way that reinforced community. I'm Rod Bain reporting for the U.S. Department of Agriculture in Washington, D.C. Thanks, Rod. That's what's making agricultural news on my farm. For my 102.7 WMYW, I'm Dusty Sonnenberg. You have a great day.